Good morning, everybody. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> Just waiting for Pam to get on so we can get started. Let's see if I send another. No, I sent it. There she is. Okay. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Um, so yeah so yesterday kind of we just did this impromptu type <laughs> right. going on and then i don't know it just kind of went on a tangent to other places or whatever um <laughs> it's all about collective i guess how yeah. we've been impacting that wave it's like everybody just get on and let's talk about whatever um but no um and it is all consciousness right we all have our ways of perceiving the world but um but today we want to talk about altered states of consciousness which um you know there's a distinction and what does that mean and you know how do you even get to a space where you can experience altered states of consciousness um and there's many many ways mm. that you can Absolutely. there's you know, some people, obviously the psychedelics, you know, we could talk about our own little experiences with that, but you can do, you know, the shrooms, right? Psilocybin, ayahuasca, mm -hmm. peyote. Um, I just heard of something new that they do in Africa. I can't remember, my friend was talking about it and I can't remember the name of it. He was thinking about doing that. Um, you know, there's, um, what what other, kind of plant medicine is there it's kind of what i could think of now <laughs> right or natural medicine it. i mean there's yeah. there's also marijuana like yeah that could potentially get you there i know that messes me up yeah absolutely i go on bad can... trips with marijuana though <laughs> i think when it's not in excess um yeah it can definitely take you if you're not used to it uh but definitely like DMT. I had a beautiful experience um, with that. Um, LSD. That's right. I forgot yeah, that. Yeah. LSD. There's lots of stuff there. But even outside of like the psychedelics, like you said, there's, you know, the flow states of yoga, there's breath work, um, ice baths, because I think that incorporates like the breath work and the calming that that could probably take people out. I mean, there's tantric practices. Um, <laughs> There's, you know, meditation. Um, so there's lots of ways. And then for me, it's definitely like in journaling, uh, I will kind of do automatic writing as well as just naturally. Um, I feel like astrologically, there's been some events that have helped shift me um, into like an altered state and, and channel and get downloads and yeah, really cool experiences. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think with the altered states of consciousness, um, it got such a huge topic because um, <laughs> there's just so many, yeah. so many ways that you can reach it. Dream of it is an altered state. Yeah, the yeah. dream state is an altered state yeah. of consciousness as well. So um, there's like many, many ways. And why do people seek altered states of consciousness like what is the purpose and intention behind it um i think is is the big question right why do we as humans and not even humans there's animals right i think even monkeys um mm. will 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 eat medicines that make them a little bit loopy and whatnot right um dolphins but, with the puffer fish 
<laughs> dolphins with the puffer fish. We're, you know what I mean? We're seeking this like altered states of consciousness, which is kind of funny. <laughs> the dolphins with the puffer for dolphins. Um, <laughs> that we get kind of like, woo, what's going on, right? And we start to see the world through a different lens. But it's definitely, you can do it even through drumming ceremony. And it's to talk about mm -hmm. like how the, you know, since yesterday was like Indigenous Day, um, which I found out um, some states are still not celebrating it as, celebrating yesterday as Indigenous Day. They still celebrate Columbus Day. So oh, wow. pretty interesting. Yeah. Which was interesting, but in in the drumming ceremonies, right, the drums themselves have the ability to put you in an altered state of consciousness. And I think that was like a big cool aha moment for me, especially when we're taking shamanic traditions. Mm -hmm. um, you know how he was talking about they took away the drums from from these natives because of that, because they were able to reach these states without having to. Um, take any of the plant medicine to begin with yeah, so that's, yeah isn't that cool like that was cool like you can take a drum have a ceremony a drumming ceremony and reach these states without having to take any kind of um you know any kind of a uh what do they want to what do you call it like not a drug i don't want to say a drug because so i don't really call it drugs but any plant medicine or right to alter the state that's outside of you right and yeah um itself will put you in that space i went to a drumming ceremony the other day and i was like you know i'm gonna drum until i until i fly high to the sky or whatever <laughs> um, i never got to the altered state but but i did understand how the drums can have an impact and effect on you because it's like the heartbeat right it's like it it matches your heartbeat the rhythms and stuff like that and then i can see how when people have their eyes closed and they're just continuing that thing how it can start to put you in this trance and then yeah. how it can maybe open up your third eye if you will and connect you into these other places um so pretty pretty awesome and it was pretty cool um but yeah there are other ways and you know like mushrooms um which i think are legal in is it colorado if i'm correct i, I can't even remember but that's that's starting to get legalized right the the yeah i've been in and and mushrooms which i think is awesome um i've done my own fun time with mushrooms <laughs> And, um, you know, really ceremonially. Yes. Right? So, and I know you, I know that you've done your, you have your um, ceremonies that you do. Do you want to share like what that is? And, you know, because the, the sacredness of it, it's not about just, for me, it's not just about, oh, I'm going to go do all this stuff. And, you know, it really has this purpose and meaning for me spiritually. So it's not like something I would do all the time. I mean, right. for me, it's something that I would do in a sacred space. And I'm, that's not to say that everybody has to, this is just my personal way that I, that I respect the plant. I respect right. nature, what it has to offer and not to abuse it or overuse it. Right. Because right. Success is never good. Exactly. But, uh, 
tell me, tell us about the ceremony. I mean, you've done it more than I have. The ceremonial. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, we have like weekends, um, that are, are really awesome, um, in the healing community that I found and we definitely like kind of just come together and it is a very safe space. Um, so before we go into ceremony, um, we definitely like smudge and, and kind of cleanse our energies and just maybe like set intentions on an individual level right because we're all there to do work realistically mm -hmm. like we're gonna be laying on a mat and pretty much you know going into a journey so it's not like everybody's just hanging out getting like you said you know like in excess kind of messed up right because ooh, it just feels good <laughs> um mm -hmm. It's like, okay, we know, we know we have shadow work to do. We know we have wounds, you know, from our life cycles and situations that really need attention and healing. Um, so I think that's like the biggest, you know, kind of intention um, because then you're trusting in the medicine to guide you. And so you're not trying to like distract yourself from anything that's, you know, unpleasant, but rather it's like this acceptance and this embracing. Like I know the medicine has um, something it wants me to, to navigate. And so you just kind of surrender and you know, some journeys have been way easier because I felt like I haven't had to focus on healing. Um, there was one time where I just really wanted to embrace my creativity. And we had um, like a paint room, you know, all set up with, mm -hmm. with the lighting and the tapestries. So it was a really cool space. And um, and yeah, it's like in, in that space, it could just paint and I could just you know, be more active um, compared to like a mat where you're just on this journey. And it's the same thing. We use intentional music, like drumming and like shamanic kind of songs um, that really set the tone as well, because the music from my experiences um, can really kind of interfere with, with mm. the journey as well. Like if you're not in a good space and the music is way too much, um, that can really be hard on people. Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. So like, so it, it is this set and setting and, um, there was a time where it got heavy for a minute or you see other people, you know, that it's heavy on them and they're crying or they're struggling to get through it. So there's assistance there, you know, whether it's smudging them with Palo Santo or giving people, um, rape, which is like this, powdery substance that gets blown up the nostrils one at a time and isn't the most pleasant experience I've ever had. Um, <laughs> I choose not to do that again, but it can ground you and it can pull you out of loops. Um, so it's really beautiful. And then, you know, come Sunday morning, it's like we do cacao ceremonies and kind of um, get in touch with, with the love from that plant medicine um which i'm telling you chocolate oh like it doesn't give you an altered state but i did have a beautiful moment where i it like all came together and it clicked and i realized wow i love chocolate because it really does fill me up with with pleasure <laughs> and love and right that's the heart of the cacao is, is love so it was a really profound um experience from that and i cried and i just felt all this warmth and love within me
Um, and then this integration, which is really important. I think when you go through these experiences and you see these things that the universe, you know, takes you beyond other dimensions, um, and you see your soul, uh, it's really about integrating, like, cause it doesn't just end in the ceremony. Um, especially with ayahuasca and stuff like it could be weeks after you're getting messages and visions in your dreams or if you do smoke right a, a marijuana um it can instantly i i had a i had a really crazy experience um where i was just i smoked a little bit before i was gonna you know kind of leave the house and start my day and i got in my car and um i had a massive like panic attack and i never have panic attacks and it was just because i started thinking about something so in my mind i started doing the shadow work and self-reflection and it just brought me into like an altered state and i had to turn around and like go right back home um because i was really like freaked out um <laughs> so it's definitely about setting and and having intentions um having a safe place knowing how to like keep the energy cleansed so that you're not attaching you know onto other people's darker energies or putting out your own things that can be more harmful um because we do have lower vibrational right things that are considered demons or angels of higher frequencies so you can kind of you know collide with those energies um, so safety, safety is really, really important. And then integration of the experiences. I like that. I like that it's about, you know, being safe. So I think for like listeners out there that they're like, maybe they've never been through ceremony, right? Or they've taken, maybe never taken anything, but are considering taking, you know, some of these um, psychedelics or um you know, any, any kind of ceremony that you have people around you that are there to help you through the process. I think that's so important. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that like, for me, I'm very, very sensitive to, to, to just things period in general. Um, I know that I've done, so I've done shrooms a couple of times. Those are really good. I do really well with that. Um, and I haven't done it. Like I said, a lot, I've done it a couple of times. Um, and I have, I've had good experiences with it. Um, I was in a good environment. Um, and, and that's another thing you have to be very careful about the environment because, you yeah. know, if you are going on a bad trip and some people can, you want to have people there that can help you through the process of that, because holy shit, if you're pulling up the dark stuff in your mind, sometimes that's just, it's scary. It, it, yeah. it freaks you out. You know what I mean? And it's hard to get out of. Um, and it's weird, right? And it yeah. does, you don't even know what it's gonna be, right? Like what what the panic's gonna be or what's gonna be going <laughs> on in your mind. Um, but then there's these beautiful um things that you can go through as well. And that's kind of mm. like the milk and honey, right? It's like yeah. it's like that they call it the golden milk, right? You're looking for that state where you can kind of connect to something greater than you, something that's beyond our own understanding and reconnect into the beauty of life. And it's, it's almost like, ma it's like magic. It's like, yeah. you see the magic beyond the veil, which is yeah. kind of cool. But if you do have these like heavier energies that are, that are sort of pulling you in, you may not get to that space until you're able to address those, like those, uh, the subconscious or the shadow that might be surfacing within you. So it's always good to have environment and, and people around you. So if you're thinking about doing ceremony, I, you know, for the listeners, I highly recommend that you find a group of individuals that are going to hold you 
um, in a place and, and cuddle you through if you've never done it before. Um, and that goes for anything. It would be mm. ayahuasca, shrooms, um, peyote. Um, I'm trying to think of other, if I don't know, DMT's one. Mm. Um, but there are some other, what other ceremonial things do they do? Do you know of any other um, plant medicine they use? Um, well, San Pedro, like I have a San Pedro retreat coming up. Um, sure. Not this weekend, but the following weekend. And I've done that twice this summer. That's mm -hmm. beautiful. It's it's kind of like peyote because it's a cactus. Um, mm -hmm. and it's, so it's a lot longer of a journey. It's maybe like eight or 10 hours of a day. Um, and it's, yeah, and it's much, it's so, it connects you. Like, it, you just feel grounded and present in your body, and you feel really connected to earth and, like, all the people around you, and it's a beautiful experience, and it kind of comes in these little subtle waves. Um, and so the second time we, I did it, and then hours into it, took, like, a small dose of mushrooms. Um and mm -hmm. that together, I had pulled cards on it because it was kind of a, an experimental thing mm -hmm. we were doing, um, mm -hmm. you know, and I pulled tarot cards on it and I was like, okay, what is San Pedro and shrooms? Like, what is this energy? And out came flying the emperor. And oh. I was just like, I love it. This is beautiful. And it was, it worked really nice together. Like the shrooms I feel is very fast and intense because they have very fast life cycles, right? So for me, I'm always on this loop with shrooms. Mm -hmm. um, and it drives me crazy because I'm, because then in my waking, like real life, you know, when I'm not on medicines, I can really feel those cycles. And it's like, here we go again. I'm just, you know, on this hamster wheel <laughs> trying to do uh -huh. life. Uh -huh. um, so it's like, so now I've, I've done it so much. It's almost like this madness <laughs> that emerges oh, no. that takes me on the loop. But, um, but yeah, San Pedro is just beautiful. Um, I haven't tried peyote, um, but I feel like it, that was that's the masculine part of it. Um, where the ayahuasca is like feminine. So for me, it was a nice, beautiful balance to have both energies of these plants. Um, okay. Yeah. I know there's so many different ones because each country, like you said, Africa, I, I know, um, I remember hearing names of certain plants, but I can't remember them now. And even DMT, there's like certain categories. Um so yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And the, going back to the ritual part of it, like that's where we're coming into, I think as a collective, right? These things are getting legalized state by state slowly, and it's starting to get incorporated where psychologists, right? Therapists are able to facilitate in that environment, and I totally think like, hey, that will definitely work for certain people. Absolutely. But for me, I really want to explore like the ancient, more indigenous part where it's community, where it's coming together, um, where it's not like inside an office building and I'm just laying on a bed, you know, at headphones while some doctor watches me for six hours. <laughs> it's really about that, you know, that safety and ritual and community. Um, and I think like that's our indigenous kind of roots that we're honoring and celebrating, but modernizing in our own way of passage, if that makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. I think, you know, 
um <laughs> someone once said that we created four walls like a casket right like i don't want to be so like even even our structures right are just very like um if they will death culture or whatever they say but it's it's being in in an in controlled environment to do something that's not supposed to be controlled you know what i mean maybe monitored is a better word like you you have our facilitated not even monitored maybe facilitated environment rather than a monitored and clinical environment because it can alter also the experience of of your altered state of consciousness and and where you go right because mm. think about it just for me when i was when i did shrooms my connection to trees was beyond measure like i can feel the tree talking to me i could feel the essence and vibration of trees and my love for trees just exploded right in that moment it was like mm. whoa I, but in a clinical sense, you know, what is there? Everything's very, it's inanimate objects usually that are around you, right? Um, and and so it's like, where is the life, right? That's that that breeds that connection for you when you're in these states, because that's what's gonna calm you down. I did something, <laughs> it's crazy because marijuana for me can put me in a state, but it, it's usually a, like, I have bad trips with marijuana, which is not, <laughs> me and and i realize it's weird because you pull out and extract these deeper parts of yourself that you ha had no idea existed kind mm. of a strange thing but what connected me back in because i was at my friend's house and i did this really dumb thing right i, I was like hey i'm like acting like i'm young again i'm gonna eat this edible it was just an edible it wasn't even a whole it wasn't even a lot it was just a tiny it would be a microdose for people but this is how sensitive i am right so it's it's new year's and i'm thinking i'm gonna do this and it's gonna be great and i'm gonna feel good and i did it and i start to trip out um and i get paranoid panic kind of like the panic you were talking about mm. um, thank heavens for my friend who's like the most kind beautiful soul ever like just i could just see her beauty and she was just like i called my sister panicking you know and she told me we'll do cbd and that's another thing for listeners i want to say there's always something to counter and you should always know what's there to help you counter it if it's too much right there's things that can um heighten your experience and there's things that can bring you down so i called my sister freaking out panicking because my friend was like well i'll make you tea my sister's like do not give her tea that's gonna heighten her <laughs> her experience you know give her cbd do you have any cbd so cbd is the part of the plant that will help you to um to neutralize the the experience right of of um of the cannabis or you know of the experience so i you know i took some but of course it wasn't helping me um as much as it should have um but i started to panic and my friend was like trying to connect me into things such a, a beautiful soul she's like just do you know blow out the candles the way you were doing in tai chi and show me what you're doing but it wasn't until we left the house and we were out in nature that I was able to calm myself down. I was able to just be with the plants. Like yeah. I didn't want to be around humans. I think yeah. humans were where I was feeling that anxiety where I was like, I could just talk to the plants and they're not, they're good. They're ha they're happy and they're helping. Me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like by myself you know because we went to this outdoor kind of party and i was like you guys go be 
go people will I plant. I'm going to go talk to the plants. I'll be back. Um, and, and it did give me a sense of calming, but it also helped me to extract what the paranoia was. And it was kind of trippy. It was the fact that I have this fear of ignorance. Like, I think that's my greatest fear is, is being ignorant because as soon as I am in an altered state with marijuana, I can't, construct sentences like my speech goes away and uh, I can't have a conversation with the person and I fear that I'm going to sound stupid and then that gives me anxiety yeah. and I'm like they're going to think I'm dumb like they're going to it's going to be revealed that I'm this dumb idiot right I was like <laughs> whoa like and then I started saying oh my god like that's my fear that's my greatest fear it's not death it's that it, that I'm going to be ignorant and not know and I'm just going to be an idiot, right? Like mm. crazy, right? Like, whoa, that was kind of deep for me because think about self-talk and how we feel about ourselves, right? So that extracted some really deep trauma that, you know, maybe I'm not good enough or whatever it is. And that's the state that it put me in. And, and But I extracted that information and thought, wow, you know, crazy. If, that, if I ever did, let's say I was in a situation where, um, you know, I don't know. I, I ate an edible by accident and I go into this state. Now I know that I don't need to talk to people that I should probably just go be with nature and my thoughts and be away from people. Yeah. So understanding the environment. And I think it's again, for the listeners, there's so many ways that you could do it, but you've got to be really, 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 really careful about who you're with, um, what environment that you're cultivating, and and the people that are there to support you i always say do it in nature in a clinical sense you could totally do it but i totally agree with you doing it in in a in a clinical um situation is not gonna it's, it's not i don't think it's gonna help i think you need to like if you think about our ancestors they were outside they were walking on the ground you know mm -hmm. they were grounding them they were drumming fires and drumming yeah fires and the elements were with them and 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 that's kind of what it is because it does reconnect us into kind of Gaia. It connects yep. us into um, if you're rooting yourself, right? It can it can make us remember how mm -hmm. much we get to love this planet and how much it loves us back, you know. Or it can take us into a whole other dimension, yeah, beyond beyond yeah. this narrative. But I don't think in a house that's going to happen or in a in a in an environment that's not connected to the planet and the earth and the cosmos right mm -hmm. so um but just i mean that that situation was so it was crazy <laughs> but i learned a lot right and i think that that's the part of the the ceremony as well that you should walk out understanding these deeper parts of yourself mm -hmm. and then how to maneuver through them and how to heal those parts that are not healed within you and that's the ceremonial part what what what's internally happening inside of you that's maybe stopping you from realizing your true potential because that's the, those are the blocks right because our potential is like beyond our own understanding our human potential we have so much potential that's been stifled or hindered or stopped from being realized you know right in the golden shadow <laughs> uh -huh. the, yes and it's heavy yeah it's heavy but when you're in the right environment you, using these tools it's amazing how much you realize about how powerful you are as a human being how much 
um, connection we have to something just greater and that it's there for us to help us realize ourselves in this way. It's, it's, it's just, it's phenomenal. So yeah. tell me how, tell me in your, in your experience of doing the, um, you know, your ceremonies and stuff like that, like what's like the greatest re like recognition you had with you in connection to the cosmos? Like, Oh my God, so many beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, well, I would say there's two that really stick out from the past year. So new year's Eve, we did a retreat and like, obviously we've talked about twin flames and, and all of that and, and, and stuff. Um, and so mine kind of would show me like the twin flame aspect of, of myself and my journey. And I remember it took me outside of my body. Um, and into the cosmos right and it was again this loop it was like a figure eight loop and i remember doing a painting um afterwards that kind of symbolized it um but i felt like i was just going through this loop of energy and it was showing me some of like the soul contracts um mm -hmm. and it was showing me the other like the masculine right my the twin um and it showed how like i've known this is my last lifetime on earth um i've reached you know states of enlightenment and all of the things i've done a lot like i don't need um i don't need to come back here and i'm not and so my soul is going to be able to evolve and kind of go on and so in that instance i was journaling things in my notebook because i do like to journal i'm on the medicine and, and kind of have this like you know two-way conversation and i had all this sadness around me um because i i was kind of being told it was you know being validated that this was your last lifetime and i was working through that and so it was like the sadness of of the beauty of earth and how much i loved it and not you know knowing like i'm not gonna have that again or whatnot and then the medicine showed me that as twin flames and coming into this union right um which we've talked about in other episodes that i've now kind of accomplished like what i needed to what i set out to and so because of that my soul um is the creator of universes multiverses or whatever and so we kind of energetically come back together and it's almost like this big bang theory right of everything kind of like just bursting into being yes and <laughs> like okay so this is my galaxy like this is my dimension or whatever however it works it's like this is what i'm creating for a solar system and um getting to, to choose then like the the life that i want to live like what where do i want you know what planet do i want to call home and how do i actually want to experience life so that was so profound and then a few months later right after my birthday in march i had um I had a cool birthday week and there was uh, some synchronicities there along with the twin flame stuff and just chakras kind of being activated. 
And so by that weekend, I remember just laying on the mat and I, I can only describe it as like an elevator, right? When you're kind of going up, you know, to the penthouse and then you kind of just go all the way back down to the <laughs> lobby. And it was going up like these elevated states of consciousness all the way up to my highest, like I am, you know, the soul. And, um, and it was just this, again, this conversation and things being revealed. And it was like, you know, this is the path and this is what you're doing. And like, you know, it to be true. And it was just this sense of connection and embodiment that it was, it was just so far beyond the ego, right. And how the ego just thinks life is going to unfold. And it was like, no, it was this massive amount of insight and guidance. And it was just going up and down this elevator of connection. <laughs> I like that up to the penthouse. <laughs> right. We're, yeah, where the highest self is waiting. And, and so I just kept dropping back down into me and then going back up. And yeah, it was so <laughs> profound and cool. It's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. I, you know, I've reached altered. So another thing just for listeners, like, again, you don't need to do any kind of um, outside medicine or anything to reach these states. I mean, I, I personally am so sensitive and, and, um, and I have to be careful. There's, I just want to say another thing, actually, because I think as people listen to this, and who knows how many people, you know, are going to listen to this are people who have never maybe done this stuff. Um, I do want to say, you know, caution, right? With caution that altered states of consciousness can be very addicting. Yes. And, it's hard to come back from that. It is. And so it's always good to make sure that you know how to ground yourself because mm. um, we're here to do the work. Like I have a friend, she slaps me back into reality because I naturally will go into those states. That's where I feel comfortable, where she's like, you're here on earth. You have this <laughs> purpose. You need to like ground yourself. So I always say, make sure that you're grounding yourself in like your growing roots here so that you're not flying away. And then because what could happen is there's a fine line between these altered states and then actually losing your mind for sure. So and I've seen it happen to a lot of people. And you def definitely don't want to do that. And that's where people get a little, like, there's a lot of fear around it, right? Because they're like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't want to lose my mind. You won't lose your mind if you have the grounding practices. So I always say, make sure you have a counter. Make sure that you're in a safe environment. Make sure that <laughs> you understand what's going to offset the experience. And make sure that you have practices that can truly ground you right back into the to earth, right? Or that you have friends. Like, I have people I go to when I'm, when I'm too... Um, connected into these altered states because it, you know it, you can lose your mind I've, I've felt it before where i'm like i'm gonna lose my mind if i don't ground myself right now yeah so yeah. and i've reached these states and and one of the times that i've experienced um the i am which was time i was really working with time and for individuals that are really um in the work and and trying to understand time to me um, at least as a spiritual alchemist, is the golden. It is the elixir. It is the 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 most important thing to understand how to um, maneuver. If you can maneuver your time, if you can learn how to create time, and to and that's kind of what the the alchemists were looking for, right? The elixir to immortality, the elixir yeah. to but time itself 
is an interesting concept, right? Even, even in our own state of being as humans, like what we've tried to understand about time and what it means and, and it's relative, right? And so all these things, we can just go on a tangent for the, from the scientific perspective, because they don't even really understand how time could be relative. I mean, they kind of do, they have their calculations, but with time itself, like I was on the, I am, I was the content watching time unfold, but it was unfolding out of me. And every character, every person that showed up was like instantaneous. And it's like, I understood every character that was showing up and I called it character. Cause at the time I felt like I was behind the veil beyond the observer and the content like I was holding the space for what was emerging. I mean, it was just, and it's the words don't even describe it. And you know, this Pam. Yeah, it's hard to articulate. Exactly. Because it's not, there are no words. And I think yeah. that's the thing is that we have to try to create what the words are because the experience is very, very different than what we can articulate in words. Right. Mm. But I did draw, I did a drawing in a diagram of kind of what I was experiencing and I almost thought I was going to get caught on the other side because when, and it was weird because I felt like I was doing almost a rebirth into the ego, which was scary as hell. Probably one of the scariest processes I went through was coming back in. I didn't yeah. want to come back in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> Can't but say coming blame back you. was damn scary, right? Cause it's like, mm. oh my God, I'm going back. Um, and then I started to panic, right? So coming back, that's why I said, you've got to understand how to reground because I thought I was going to get lost. I yeah. couldn't find my way back almost. Um, but in that space, it was so beautifully beautiful. And, and there was no, I've never been at the height like that, but I was conscious. I was aware of what was happening in front of me. And I was the creator of all that was arising or emerging it was just a pretty powerful place and that's just one state there's many altered states of consciousness you have near-death experiences that are you know that take you on a whole other realm right they can take you into what it's like to be on the other side of the veil um you can have those experiences even in your waking state you know people yeah separate from their body and they can see their body there's astroplaning right like all these different types of experiences that people have so it's not just like one thing there's all these different things that that occur um and another was meditation so meditation is mm -hmm. a powerful thing too when you're doing it enough and i was at the time was meditating all the time yeah and um and what happened with me was similar to you which is kind of crazy maybe this is part of the twin flame um, <laughs> scenario and no i'm serious because yeah i wouldn't like, be surprised uh, <laughs> yeah exactly because what you said is what happened to me i know that this is my last time here and i've known that forever i know yeah. it's a one and done i know first of all that i've never been to this planet um and that i came here for a purpose right some people have past life experiences here um yeah. and that's very real i've never been here and i'm and i think i always tell people i'm alien to this planet and that's probably why it's such a mystery to me that's probably why i'm like ooh, and i still at my age can still look at a flower with great mystery like i just seen it for the first time right because really it's kind of, I, I have, I've never been here, right? My soul's never cycled through this place and it's not coming back that yeah. I do know um, of myself. 
And in that meditation that I was doing, um, it was so strange because all of a sudden I felt this wave and I saw my planet that I came from. And all I saw was it being destroyed. And then I was young, I was little, right? And it was a planet that had, it, we were like humanoid looking, right? Um, but um, but more elf-like, I don't know how to explain. Anyway, that's in my meditation, this is what I was seeing, right? And I got pulled away. And it was because it was almost like my parents there, right, on that planet were like, you have to go. Like nothing was left. Everything on my planet was demolished and destroyed, completely wiped out, right? And here I am getting pulled in and pulled into where? To earth. And I couldn't stop crying. I mean, I felt this big, huge sense of loss. Mm. And I just, and this wave, and I just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. So what I did is hypnotherapy. And that's another thing you guys can do if you're looking for something that's a little less um, uh, intense. <laughs> intense and in, a little intrusive. I can say that, that sometimes it's intrusive when you take plant medicine. <laughs> it's just like, I'm coming for you and you, yeah, I don't care what you want. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah. But hypnotherapy is another way that you can reach that. And I decided one day to do hypnotherapy, didn't realize I was reconnect to my home planet, which is Chimera. And so, but I did, I went back in and kind of saw what happened, right? She kind of took me back, saw how it was destroyed. And what I realized is that there was a level beyond that, that there was, there was something bigger than that. And it was the creator of the planet, which was me. Right. And so like, mm. it's kind of funny what you said, like creator of universes. The thing is, is that all of us are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we just don't realize it. Some people it's, you know, I don't know what their soul journey is. Right. It might have a different perfect purpose or intention, but maybe this is part of the twin flame thing, which is kind of interesting that you say that you realize that you're creator of the of these planets and 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 universes and all this kind of thing and that you're kind of out so i realized like i created chimera right the the which i call kamala right my stellar mm -hmm. being or this or this being beyond the being it was manifesting out this and projecting out these planets um and and then that didn't work got destroyed well then who destroyed it well i did i created it i destroyed it it's almost like kali right right that's what i was thinking the goddess kali creator and destroyer and that's the feminine energy that's what we do like as a universe absolutely so to, and then but understanding that big scenario is like oh creator destroy like i created it and i'm the one who destroyed it yeah, but that sense yeah. of loss to that home planet where i was happy right um and and understanding that which was pretty powerful and now my journey which makes a lot of sense is is here and my purpose is to say hey why are we destroying this planet like I've already gone through that and it's not fun. Trust me. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Like right. my soul has been there. You know, we have this beautiful place and you know, you, who knows? 
what's going to happen, right? With all the things that are going on, um, you know, I know we weren't talking about it, but you know, with all the bombings and all the things that are happening right now, all of like World War III is almost about to happen. You know what I mean? All these crazy things. Mm. And all I can think about is Chimera and how that ended and how, how there's this great sense of loss. There's a movie too, that kind of goes over that maybe the feeling. Um, and I can't think of the name of it at this point, I always like to point to movies because it kind of gives kind of the message. Um, Ender. Um, Ender. I think it's called Ender. And I think so. Ender Game or something. Ender's Game or something like that. But watch the movie. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of going to give it to you. But this genius kid um, is there to... Um, like they have all these smart kids that are working with higher intelligence or other beings or, or alien beings and stuff like that. And, but they use video games to train them on how to do like um, interstellar warfare. And I don't know all this crazy stuff. Right. Mm. Um, and this one kid is going to be the one who kind of maybe saves, you know, the planet. And there's this um, alien race that's trying to take over many planets and stuff like that. Well, he thinks he's doing this video game um, to try to do um, strategic planning for warfare. Like, what would we do if they were attacked? And they give him these scenarios and they're like, you can't fail. If you fail, that's it. Right. So he they, they're like, this is your final test to see if you're ready to actually lead our army. And he's a young kid. And again, using video games. So he thinks he's doing this video game and his only hope is to just blow the whole planet up. Mm. and he doesn't realize that this isn't the video game. This is a real thing. So he pushes it. He says, yeah, he aims it. He blows it up and he's like, yay, we won. But he doesn't realize that he actually, this wasn't like, he couldn't go back. Yeah. That, that was, and the, the, the sense of loss to see this beautiful, magnificent thing explode was like, everybody all of the people because they all didn't realize that this was just a video they just thought it was the you know the video game that they were just practicing all of them just were like what did we do yeah what did we do you know what i mean and it's like the point of no return where it was just very very sad right and they just were like whoa and so but again understanding that that's what we're, we're you know we're potentially doing, but I think if people were to connect to these states and, and recognize and connect and like, again, there's many different ways to connect, right? Mm -hmm. um, I have this great love for this planet and its beauty because I know what it's like to have lost an entire planet. So for me, it's very sad it, it hurts me to my core to see that we even have the capability of annihilating if like pushing a button and you know making yeah. this planet bar barren when it holds so much life you know what i mean it's like whoa now the planet will go on so it doesn't have to be just this sad thing and that's part of it there's the destroyer and the creator right new things will be created even though but to watch an ending of something so magnificent whoa crazy and i think yeah. the altered states of consciousness i think the fact that we're starting to allow people to to use 
Um, not that they weren't doing it anyway. Even if it was illegal, people were still doing it. And they're like, we're still having our ceremony. That's what you're talking about. But it's it's better because we can be out in the open about it. And, yeah. and it opens up our hearts and minds to it. But the other altered states of consciousness, like like uh, fungi, right? Like when you're eating shroom psilocybin, that really can connect you to the planet and remind you of her beauty, right? Absolutely. Remind you. And then that's why it's important to do these things, to remind us that, you know, we're not separate from this beautiful ecosystem that, yeah. that that's here for us, right? And then doing other altered states of consciousness to see what happens when we don't connect in with the things that that were that nurture us here on this planet. So for me, that was kind of like my whole roundabout. So it's like, well, how can I contribute back to humanity in a way that that honors all of that and, you know, supports life and even human life to continue on for, for, for longer than who we might, we might <laughs> give ourselves. Cause we're, you know what I mean? It's like human yeah. species. I don't know. We might, we yeah. might annihilate our own self, um, which is not, not good. I don't think, I think we our own worst I enemy. I know it's crazy. It's so crazy. Um, but that was kind of my experience. Um, and I've had more experiences, but those are the most profound for me oh, yeah. um, with doing with doing it. But again, the destroyer, the creator of these bigger mm -hmm. things. And may, I don't know, maybe that's a twin flame thing. You know, maybe those are questions we ask other twin flame individuals the ones <laughs> that are doing the deep work. It's true. It's like, do you feel yeah. like you're the creator and destroyer of planets and <laughs> <laughs> and the cosmos? Is right. that like a thing for twin planes? <laughs> oh, goodness. No, but I think you're right. Because I mean, when I first started meditating, so before plant medicine even really became part of my path, and it was, I remember I would um, have a glass you know, like screen door type thing. Um, so I'd open up the regular door and then just kind of sit in the doorway of the sun. Um, I just love how like the glass will intensify that, you know? And so it's like, I just close my eyes and kind of let it hit my third eye and take it in. And I can remember having altered states and kind of having visions of past lives. So for me, like it would be um, images and visions of like ancient Egyptian time periods and knowing like, okay, I was there and I had a role. And so it, it is cool how like it's that ancient remembering of the soul, right? That really in these states is able to emerge and come online. And then you have the ego who's trying to analyze and observe it all and make logical sense of it. Um but it was very addicting. I would have a hard time um, trying to be grounded afterwards. And of course, I don't have earth in my natal chart. So I had to learn even how to ground and how to navigate that kind of elemental energy um, because I'm just water and fire. Um, so and then it was like once I started doing plant medicines, there was definitely times after that um, where it was a struggle to to come back and to to be present um because it was so profound and it was something like i just wanted to be in that energy right when you're in this high vibration of love from the universe and this self-awareness um it, it's amazing experiences that just have a profound impact but can be a struggle to navigate um so yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely a journey. 
What do you do to ground yourself? Like, what are some of the things that you do to ground yourself? Um, really writing. I definitely have to write out a lot. Like, I think I have to just dive within to explore mm -hmm. the emotions and like what I'm feeling that has me, um, I guess in that, in that state of being. Um, so I definitely, and then nature, right? Like you said, just being outside, just being barefoot and walking or sitting in the grass, um, connecting with nature. Yeah. Journaling. Um, you think even just like crystals and stones and having candles. So having, you know, those kind of altar, um, ceremonial pieces that I have like in my room and around me or on my being, right. Definitely having like tourmaline, um, <laughs> in my pockets to feel grounded. Um, so it's, it's different, definitely different practices. And then breath work. I think breath work's a huge one that I've been slowly learning and getting better at and more intentional with, um, because that was something in our courses, right? They were teaching us like altered states through, um, oh, gosh, who was it? Um, Groff, Stanislav Groff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. doing like mm -hmm. those kind of techniques and stuff. So it was like, yeah, trying to find balance and not like breathe <laughs> to the extent where it was like setting myself back, but having more of a, a calming, um, for the nervous system to like relax. And then it's just acceptance. Like you said, like it comes to a point where the ego needs to just accept as much as it wants to escape and it wants to explore, you know, the universe and other states of consciousness. Like we are here for a reason and we did choose a body. And I will definitely say, um, I did DMT recently, uh, in ayahuasca, um, retreat weekend and grapes grapes definitely and we were talking about like having things that will help <laughs> either decrease or increase uh, ayahuasca and grapes will take you <laughs> take you where you want to go um so i caution that um but on the dmt like i had never tried it it was something i've heard other people's experiences and i never searched for it i just kind of again put out that intention if it's meant for me like the universe will align it and it will be in a safe space and i you know i don't have to worry about it um so that's what happened and i was told like okay you're gonna you're gonna be pulled into like a gateway um, just kind of relax, just breathe. It's only a few minutes. You just, the only way out is through, you just have to go through it. And instantly, like, cause you, like, you take like maybe three hits off of, you know, the, the pipe. Um, and by the third hit, like someone else is doing it for you because you can't even, you can't hold it anymore. You're already like halfway, you know, in, in between realms and, um, my body, my body, the only way I can describe it is for people who have seen the Marvel movies of, um, infinity war <laughs> at the end when Thanos, you know, is able to snap his fingers and wipe out half of humanity. They all start kind of turning to ash, um, and just float away. And that's what it felt like. It felt like my body was just slowly disintegrating back into air. And at the end of it, that's all that I had was my breath. I had this consciousness of like the pineal gland attached to the breath. And I was just 
floating. And as soon as like the gateway appeared, all that was repeating was welcome to the universe, welcome to the universe. And as I made my way through that gateway tunnel, I came boom front and center with my I am and had a beautiful, you know, I felt all the love and just was in that place. Um, and so since then, because it's only it hasn't been like six weeks yet, um, I have not been the same. Like I just like you can't experience that being nothing but the elements of you know the universe and then coming back into a physical body i have appreciated um my human essence way more than i ever have in my 40 years of life um and and i don't fear death like i just don't fear death because i know the minute like my body gives its last heartbeat and its last breath that consciousness is just going to shift and i'm already like alive outside of my body i'm already connected with the primordial womb of consciousness that i was able to connect to in that state um so there's no fear there's just no fear of death and like you said it's now about this elixir of life and time what am i going to do and create with the time that i'm here how am i going to give back and help other people heal and in like be educated on these topics and um evolve and grow and and do their work because I'm just this guide and, and I'm doing, you know, my own energy work for the planet. We were talking about this yesterday with the collective shadow and, and here we are transmuting, right? Part of that alchemist role, um, just transmuting the collective energy and the ancestral energy. Um, so it's just such a profound experience and you really learn so much about not only your ego, and your fears and your strengths and your weaknesses and your flaws and like your beauty, but it's seeing the true essence of your soul and the consciousness of the universe and all of its mystery and all of its glory. And it's so profound. Mm -hmm. It is, it is. And it's a lot for some people too. So you have yeah. to be ready um, because sometimes it's too much for some individuals right and yeah and and making sure i think for individuals that might be interested if you've never done anything i would say start with something very very light like meditation mm -hmm. try that doing that right um meditate 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 and then um eventually you'll hit that point where you get into this altered state so meditation is a very soft gentle way to start mm. um and i just want to say on that yeah i know you're going into breath work really quick though because i see a lot of people when i do my oracle readings with the public and i have a lot of people um when those cards come up that you need stillness you need meditation and the problem is people um I think don't quite fully con grasp the concept of meditation. They think they have to sit there in perfect stillness and not have any thoughts. And it's like, no, you're just, it's a muscle and you're strengthening it. The more that you can notice and not engage in your thoughts and you're able to like, you know what I mean? Let it just flow by you rather than feeding into like the worry, the chaos, the fantasy, um, you strengthen that. And then in those in-between spaces, like you're able to elevate yourself to an altered state based on exactly like the breath work, right? Techniques um, that you're then focusing on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, I would say start there, start with the meditation, then, you know, breath work is part of that, or you can do breath work separately. Um, I did Kundalini practice for a long time with yeah. somebody as well. Beautiful. Um, that's not only gets you into altered states, it makes your body feel phenomenal when you keep doing it. It's like, yeah. I never felt here felt my whole body talking to me. Thank you. Thank you. My cells. Anyway, there's that to start very gentle. Um, you can do hypnotherapy, which is like maybe a next step up, right. Um, mm. where you can work with a hypnotherapist and they can help you try to tap into drumming ceremonies, <laughs> you know, good to try. Those are all ways of tapping into altered states without necessarily having to do any kind of um, assisted support, right? Yeah. Um, and they're gentle. And I'd say start there. Um, but then I think, you know, if we're looking at it, I think shrooms would be the natural next step because they're very light, gentle as well. Um, mushrooms are our friends. You know, they, they, they're the consciousness yeah. planet. They are, you know, beautiful things. I wouldn't take a lot. I would just take a little just to see where you're good at your kind of what dosage would be good for you. And then maybe scale up from there, but yeah. always ensure that you have, um, that you know how to ground yourself. I think that's, I, you know, it's great to talk about altered states. Everybody wants to get there. There's a lot of people who are like, I want, I want, but the reality is, is that you may not be prepared for what you're about to face. You don't know what's going to show up sometimes because you may not be ready to face the shadow that might show up in those altered states. And, you know, people call it a bad trip. It's not a bad trip. It's your shadow yeah. showing something. But if you don't have people to help you facilitate it, if you don't have um, the proper ceremonies to ground you, um, or if you don't have the counter, things that can counter it or pull you back into, yeah. I would say don't do it right away because you can really, you can really put yourself in a state where you get lost forever. So you've got to make sure it's in an environment where people can help you um, and have been through it and are there to support you. I also say, see your therapist yeah. <laughs> or your coach before you even decide to do this and make sure that you're ready to face the shadows that might show up, right? That you mm -hmm. might be you know, concerned about because again, who knows, like some people can see things that they, they, you can never return back from it basically. Absolutely. And, and you can never not see what you saw. Yeah. So be careful, be cautious. <laughs> um, but when you are there, it's the most beautiful can be the most beautiful experience you've ever had in your life. And it could tap you into your purpose for life as well. Absolutely. So it can help you find your purpose. Um, so, um, and, and, just, yeah, no, I'm just, oh my gosh, so many things, right? <laughs> um, I would say definitely, like, I feel like it's part of initiation um, where, like, the universe, your soul, whatever, your hero's journey, um, that shamanic kind of archetype, um, like, of initiation, it will call to you. If you are meant for like certain medicines, they will call to you. That's how my whole ayahuasca journey really began um, back in 2018 uh, when I went to Peru. Um, so I would just say like honor and listen to that rather than trying to force it just because like, oh, I think it's a cool experience and I heard about it, you know, I mean, and 
and with that even like there are certain like with ayahuasca there's definitely um like a dieta like so you have to you know cleanse um if you're on medications you know like there's a lot of health risk um not only for the mental health but for the body's physical health so definitely you know doctors and i know for peru like you had to have doctors um approval they had like a whole sheet that you had to take and, and whatnot and get filled out and then bring with you um and then i i know it's popping up in the states because the second time i did ayahuasca was in the united states um which luckily enough led me to the community that i found and that i've been a part of now for the past year but that retreat space was not a good space they um they were more of a cash cow machine you know there would there'd be like 30 people in, in there um so i would definitely say do your research um definitely you know what i mean protect yourself but look into it and just do the research on the medicines and what it's asking of you and your body and then just knowing again the set and the setting and the environment all of these places that are popping up it's not per se for the person healing it's more for that person that just wants to benefit and make thousands and thousands of dollars so you really need to listen to your own intuition as you are finding you know the these resorts or these retreats and trying to navigate that realm um because there's just a lot there's a lot to it that can be harmful for people yeah i thank you for sharing that and yeah. saying that as well so yeah. yeah you've got to know the people that are are trying to um just know just do your research and homework before you go out and just you know doing it i don't i personally am not about recreational use of it um it's I, I'm not against people doing it if they want, that's their life. But I personally find it as a sacred thing. It's a very Absolutely. sacred thing. And when, you know, people do it recreational, they take out the ritual and the meaning behind why our ancestors were using this stuff to begin with, which was for ceremony, right? To, to and, and having a community come together for a purpose, right? There was an intention behind it. Um, it's totally fine don't get me wrong if that's your thing is just to go out with friends and just hey i'm gonna try this to see you can still have a good experience not saying you can't um you might have a bad trip we never know right but i always say do it in those environments because it's a sacred thing and you definitely if you are someone who goes on a bad trip at least have somebody there to guide you through the process so that you're not don't feel like you're alone um in that journey um but to me it's a sacred thing um and, that, and for me I, I like what you said about you know letting the plant come to you and all that kind of stuff if it's calling to you it'll happen um i had wanted to do ayahuasca for a while but it's never presented itself to me and i'm like there's a reason why and, yeah. and i know that and so i don't actively go out to seek it it'll happen when it's supposed to happen if it's supposed to happen Absolutely. if i can reach altered states of consciousness without it what do i need it for you know what i mean and i think that's kind of the message that i get i don't i really have a high sense <laughs> you know sensitivity to these states and and i could already put myself in those states of, of altered states of consciousness without any kind yeah. of assisted support so you know 
the I think the medicine is saying it might be overly like way too much for you, right? Because I'm a sensitive person. But if it does present itself and the time does come, you know, because it's easy. I've never, you know, even with you, I've never asked you, Pam, like, hey, can I, you know, if ceremony shows up for me within your your group, then it shows up. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not going to force the, the like, hey, can I and try to insert myself into that right. community? It's not going to happen that way. And because I'm listening to the universe it's telling me, you know, when, if your time comes, it will. Yeah. If not, you don't right. need it. Exactly. You and you, you, you have don't. a space to go to when it does. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you don't need it. Like I don't need it at this point. And to be, be honest, I think people need to realize sometimes they want to be in that state. No, sometimes you're being asked to be here on the planet and right. do your work here. And I'm saying that for myself because Right now, I'm needed here yeah. in this state of mind to to get the work done, to to be fully present to this 3D world, because I've had my altered states, I've gotten my downloads, I I know what I'm supposed to be doing, so I need to be present in this moment here. Yeah, planet. absolutely. That's and beautiful. So, yeah, and so you know, if I need to go into those places, I'll know when, and mm -hmm. it'll 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 call right so it, it's a very different scenario so i think when you get to that point you know you'll understand for yourself but yeah but yeah i believe that i believe that when the the time is right for individuals they will and to be very careful of commercial because sometimes the medicine is not made in the traditional way it's supposed to either you know people yeah. cut ears they do you yep. know what i mean yeah maybe want a bad trip because it was done incorrectly or absolutely you just got to be careful. You just got to be careful. So know, know what's going on. Know yeah. where you're doing your stuff. Know, know who's monitoring the ceremony um, and see if they're actually doing a ceremony that is there to support, right, you guys, um, you know, into being able to experience these states in a safe environment. Mm. Um, so there you have it. Pam, you want to say anything else before we exit out of this beautiful podcast? Um, no, I was just thinking it's funny because like I went into the medicine, right, for my own healing, my own initiation, you know, my own kind of myth story. Um, and then it all kind of transformed over this year. And in the summer, like I switched roles and it was, I wasn't going there for my own healing anymore. I was going there to hold space and to be like, right, support staff in a sense, to, to hold space for the people that were going there on the mats. Um, and that's so beautiful to be able to come full journey on that and then to be like a team player almost with the medicine to help other people. And it wasn't about me anymore. Um, but you still take a little bit, you still honor the medicine. Um, but then you're there for other people who are really deep diving into the work. And so it's just beautiful um, to watch how like your own narratives kind of play out and how this medicine takes you, you know, through your healing, but then evolves you. And it's like now, I'm that servant leader and I'm here in a different role with the medicine and like this relationship that we have to serve humanity. So that's beautiful. And then it's all about your integrity and your morals and looking for people that really share in those values. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Help people through their journey. And that's why I said, know the people that you're, that are guiding yeah. you through it. Right. But that's, that's 
a critical part of it. <laughs> Absolutely. I would want to have to be around people that are like, you know, I ever did this. I'm like, you guys better be prepared because I'm going to need all the support. <laughs> <laughs> all the support. <laughs> oh, it feels um, good. It feels good to show up for people like that, to be able to just get them water, help them with their puke bucket or, <laughs> you know, hug somebody because they're just crying and need a hug or it, it was, it's a beautiful experience for sure. Yeah. And so that's, that's awesome that you're able to help facilitate that. So, mm. so there you have it. Um, hope you guys have a fantastical day. Yeah. Um, and we will be on next Tuesday. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs>